Psalm 149. Praise Yahweh. Sing to Yahweh a new song. His praise in the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him who made them. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises to him with tambourine and harp. For Yahweh takes pleasure in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in honor. Let them sing for joy on their beds. May the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. All his saints have this honour. Praise Yah. This is uh, another hallelujah psalm, and this one is a psalm of spiritual warfare. It says in verse 4, Yahweh takes pleasure in his people and crowns the humble with salvation. Now that's true. The humble are people who know that they need him. So we sometimes think that humble, humble is just the opposite of proud, and we think proud is just people who think they're really important. <laughs> but uh, humble, being humble isn't just thinking you're not important. <laughs> humble is actually knowing you need God's help. And so you can actually know that you're important, but also know that you need God's help at the same time. And Moses was someone like that. The Bible says he was the most humble man on the face of the earth. That's Numbers chapter 12, I think. And um, so it says here that he crowns the humble with salvation. People who know they need him receive from him. Now, this is a spiritual warfare psalm because it goes on to talk about these people who are the humble and what they do. In verse 6 it says, May the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. So in other words, these humble people, now let's call them Christians, these Christians have praises of God in their mouth, they sing praises, and a two-edged sword in their hand. What's the two-edged sword? It's the word of God. So we have in our hands this weapon, which is God's words. We sing in our mouths the praises of the Lord. So through praise and through preaching, you could say, or through praise and through sharing the gospel with people, or even through praise and through proclaiming God's words into the heavenlies as a kind of a weapon against the devil, with those things, we, in verse 7 it says, execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the people. So it's actually a job of Christians to execute vengeance. And uh, <laughs> this isn't just getting cranky with people and, you know, belting them up with our prayers. No, it's not that. The, a, a good example of this would be the, the fall of the Iron Curtain in the late 80s, early 90s. Communism had so gripped all of Eastern Europe, and, um, but Christians were praying. And I know Brother Andrew, you know, if you've ever read the book God's Smuggler, he was smuggling Bibles in. But then he was going back to the West and telling stories of how he was smuggling in Bibles. And everywhere he went, he was telling people, you know, about how tough it was for Christians living in the, under the Iron Curtain and pray for them and pray for the church in, that's under communism and all of that. So what ended up happening was over a period of time, Christians everywhere were praying. All through America, churches were praying. All through Australia. I know we were praying right here in Rockhampton, Peace Baptist. We prayed for Christians under the Iron Curtain. Well... It was a worldwide thing. Christians everywhere were praying. Well, it came to the point when the Berlin Wall fell down. That was also an answer to prayers. 
there were actually there was actually a prayer meeting which started in East Germany by a Lutheran pastor there. Father, what was his name? I've forgotten his name. Father Nicholas something. They started that prayer meeting and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, and their church was right near the wall. <laughs> and one day there's these huge crowds gathered and some of them start like pulling bits of the wall off and the guards are there not sure what to do. Should they shoot into the crowd? And because they didn't shoot right then soon, people are just tearing the wall down. <laughs> it's all of it's connected. It's what it is, is it's the church executing vengeance on the nations. Now it's um, it's the church tearing down things that should not should should not exist. It's what it is. I'll tell you what. It's it's Jesus riding on his white horse with the armies of heaven behind him. It's the armies of heaven. It's conquering. So this is a psalm all about that. It's all about the armies of heaven conquering the nations. Well, we saw it in that obvious example of the the fall of the Iron Curtain because of prayer. Well, there are other things that need to fall too, and. Uh, <laughs> We need to pray. And it says, let me see, grab that phone back. It says in verse, uh, well, let's read 7, 8, 9 again. You know, we're going to have these high praises and a two-edged sword, which is, you know, praises in the word of God. We're going to execute vengeance on the nations. We're going to bind kings. <laughs> and we're going to execute on them judgment. And then it says, all his saints have this honour. Well, it's you. It's you and me. We have the honour of executing judgment on the things which are not godly. We tear them down with our praises and with that two-edged sword, which is the word of God, and we use his words in our prayers and in our proclaiming. It's a terrific thing. It's, a, it's an honor, it's said in verse nine. So Lord, I thank you. You've given this honor of spiritual warfare, of executing vengeance through our prayers, of executing judgment, tearing down the schemes of the evil one and seeing the nations liberated and brought in your kingdom. Lord, help us to do a good job, I pray. Amen.